Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, what, what, today, we watched an episode that was called Mixology, Mixology Certification. Certification. Written by Andy, Andy Bobro. Yes. <laughs> he was on the commentary. That's how I remember that. Oh, good. And, um, you know, he's one of the big names there. This is the 10th episode of season two. Yeah. I also have uh, the original air date mm-hmm. was December 2nd, 2010. Mm. I mentioned that because this is Troy's birthday episode. And there are also some timeline issues that I wrote down. Okay. And uh, December 2nd is when this episode aired, and his birthday is December 4th. Yeah. As, and that, the year of which, is a debacle. And I think we will hold on to that until the episode. Yeah. But basically, the overview... Wait, let's thank Alex, Alex Machina, Machina of, of Slackery.com. Slackery.com. S-L-A-C-K-T-O-R-Y.com. He did our theme song. Thank you. Uh, So, (laughs) episode overview. Basically, it's all about Troy's birthday. Yeah. Uh, Various characters have different issues that they go through. Yes. But this is a very uh, Troy... Troy Troy Troy-centric. Yeah. I would say. It's a lot of fun, though. Yeah. He's turning 21, by the way, for the viewer. Yes, well, that's I didn't want to say that so outright because it's uh, again. But I mean, if we're talking about the episode overall, that's that's kind of the whole deal there. Okay. My first note is like the literal first thing. So was mine. Birthday song. <laughs> yeah, they get they get around the copyright by singing just the last two notes. <laughs> yeah, and then Pierce says, "Why did we just sing the last two notes?" Yeah. Maybe this is why people get mad at community. <laughs> because you didn't like this? No, no, no. I found joy in it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because then they also had a, a reason for that. Yeah. Because Troy is... Um, Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. So he, you know, they, to honor his beliefs, they yeah. don't sing the whole song. Yeah. Because Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses aren't allowed to celebrate things. Yeah. Um, which is also why they have a cake. <laughs> they have a cake. Did you write down what's on the cake? I wrote. I made a note about it, but I didn't write it down. Okay. Exactly, because I, I had a feeling you would. Full text of the cake. Yeah. Hello during a random dessert, the month and day of which coincide numerically with your expulsion from a uterus. Yeah, which I like about this is from a uterus. A uterus. It's, even that is so impersonal. <laughs> uh, it's a really nice touch that they, they threw on there. Mm-hmm. And Troy's response to this is he starts crying, <laughs> prefacing it by saying, I never cry. He says, you guys, I never cry. But of course, as we all know, Troy cry Troy cries quite a bit. He's a crier. That's a tough sentence. Maybe maybe he lets maybe he starts opening up emotionally. Let's try and explain this. He starts opening up emotionally. Yeah. Because of the group. Yeah. And Abed. Yeah. And so he becomes a crier. I think he was already firmly a crier at this point though. So he would be lying. This yes. would be a lie. Well, it's not a li- <laughs> to quote George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it's true. Okay. 
Do you really think Troy believes it? I don't. I don't think Troy sees himself as a cry. I don't. I don't think. I think he lacks that self awareness. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, and then uh, there's a there's a funny little discussion about Pierce saying that they all forgot his birthday last week. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know. if We never do celebrate his birthday in the in the in an episode. I don't believe so. Um, but but we do have the information that it takes place at least a week before December fourth. Yeah. So he could be an end of November. Yes. Birthday. Uh, and and they convince Pierce that his uh, pain medication is making him forget. Yeah. Uh, too much. Yes. And that they had a great party. And then Pierce goes along with it. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to lose his pain medication. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, Troy Troy convinces him also that he owes him money, <laughs> which <laughs> Britta frowns upon, but Jeff is way into. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and, and uh, Abed gets Troy kick puncher Detroit. Yes, which uh, Troy says is sold out everywhere, which I thought was interesting. I could I could understand like not available everywhere, but he specifically says sold out. Maybe his version of sold out is not available. Yeah, maybe he's, he's, I find he's it seeing hard to it in a better there's light. A, there's a huge run on kick puncher Detroit. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's 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 available in Detroit. They're not too hot on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Annie has birthday facts. Yes. And this is where we find out that Troy doesn't know how old he's turning. Yeah. He believes he's turning 20. Yeah, because everyone's 10, tw- two years in a row. <laughs> Every, everyone does fifth grade twice because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, and I like how this is revealed through um, the Chinese Zodiac. Yes. Because that's like a weird thing that you know about yourself. I have no idea what my sign is. You don't know? No. Well, you would be, aren't you... Uh, you're Annie, whatever Annie is. Well, here's the thing. Here's where a discrepancy comes into play. Oh, because there's... Annie says she was born in 1990 in this episode. Yeah. And Troy finds out that he's born in 90 or 89. Yeah. But it's also 2010 and she says she's 19. If it's December of 2010 and she was born in 1990, there is no way she's 19. Unless she's... Unless she would have to have been born after Troy, which I, I don't believe we see. Wait, what? I guess oh. it's technically possible. She would have to have been born in between December 5th and December 31st. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, that's their mistake. Though. And also, it wouldn't track with their with their school schedule. No. Because they're on the exact same schedule as me, and I was born in 91. That's interesting, too. Yeah. Well, because you were born early in the year. May. Isn't there a weird thing where, like, if you're born before a certain time, you I've can ne- go, or if yeah, you're born I'd, after a certain I've time, never you can go? How that work. It's a weird thing. School's I'm, weird. I'm a summer birthday. Yeah. So that has never made sense to me. Yeah, but you're the one who's weird. It's the summer birthdays mm-hmm. that are affected. Really? Yeah. I thought it was early, early year birthdays. No, we're the normies. It's the summer birthdays, summer and post birthdays that are affected. Well, I'm normal. Let me just put it that way. Well, let's. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Rarely anyone does. So, uh, Troy is a snake, not a horse. Do you know what you are in the Zodiac? I'm a snake. I'm the same as Troy. Yeah. And it's not even just the year, though. The Chinese Zodiac also has, like, a weird month cutoff. It's, like, March, February month cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a great moment here, too, where he says he know, he's always knows he's a snake because he's... And then he lists the characteristics of a snake. But the last one is weird. Yeah, the last one is weird. And the first one, I believe, were the same as the <laughs> Ram or whatever it was. <laughs> that might have been, like, a joke on... Yeah. Then that's, that's a good joke, is my point. Because you don't believe in horoscopes or whatever. Yeah, I don't believe in nonsense. I don't anyway. believe in hokum. So that's I think that's but I think that's a very interesting way that they revealed yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah, it's really good. because um, it's a funny thing that I think connects with people who aren't uh, total weirdos. 
Are you implying that I'm a total weirdo? Because I don't know my zodiac sign? Yeah. The answer's on a postcard. Do you know your zodiac sign out there? Tweet us at ShutUpLenPod and tell us. I don't think I'm so strange. Well, that's just you. <laughs> and to quote the great... Uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, I was going to do the same quote as you before. <laughs> oh, it's not a lie if you believe it's true? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't remember it all, though. Oh, boy. Uh... All right, so when Jeff and Britta find out that Troy is turning 21, they yeah. insist that he goes to a bar. Yes. And this begins uh, a fight of the episode, Tro- Jeff's bar versus Britta's bar. Yeah. Which is L Street versus the Red Door. Yes. Which I, I couldn't, I never remembered L Street. I always remembered the Red Door. So yeah. I, was, I always made some sweet Red Door references that nobody understood. <laughs> I was like, yeah, guys, let's go to the Red Door. And everyone look at me. Yeah, like you were a fool. Yeah, or a hipster. Uh, <laughs> where do you stand on this L Street versus Red Door? <laughs> Would you go to Jeff's bar or Britta's bar? Uh, well, You'd go to Britta's bar I mean, how, you want to meet Britta. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. How much must I answer this question seeing as I know the, the, what the answer at the end is? <laughs> That's true. I know it's the same bar. I'm a goat, apparently, according to Wikipedia. You're a goat? Yeah. A goat? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember the order of the Zodiacs. Means nothing. Let's go on. Shrug. Uh, so they, they're going to go... Oh, so there's a, there's a fun moment where um, Jeff and Britta look at each other and they say... Jeff says, name the least offensive bar that you've been to on three. One, two, three. And they both say Flanahan's Hole. Yeah. Do you think they both say that because they've both been there together before? No. No, I don't. Not even meaning that it was pre-planned, but maybe it was like a thing where they both have been there. No, nah, I'm not seeing it together. No, together. No, <laughs> I just keep saying together. No, um, rejected. Move on. So they end up not being able to go to ca- ca- whoop, Flanagan's Hole. I was gonna say my next note. Flanagan's Hole. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say Caroline's Hole because yeah. that's my next note. Flanagan's Hole is closed, and he, and we're not being clever. <laughs> it's just says. Uh, so there's there's a moment on the phone here where. Um, so they're gonna, they decide to go to the ballroom yeah. because Flanagan's uh, hole is closed. Yeah, um, as Jeff says, it's he, he, it has e, an either ironically fancy or dirty name, <laughs> probably both. Oh yeah, it's the ballroom. Yeah, um, and Shirley Shirley's pushed back. Shirley doesn't want to go to the ballroom. No, um, and Jeff says uh, why? Because they don't have mudslides and plastic uh, menus. Mm-hmm. And Britta starts to repeat that. And then Jeff says, don't repeat that, you goon. You goon. Which I love that that's, that's the insult he selects in this moment. Here's the other fun thing. You goon is not in the subtitles, implying that Joel McHale said that that's on the fly. An, that's an ad lib? Yeah. <laughs> that's a Joel McHale original? <laughs> I, like, I like that his idea of an insult is you goon. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, and, and, during, and during this whole shebang, uh, Annie receives a fake ID. Yes. For Caroline Decker? Where did it go in my notes? Jesus, yeah. Where's she from? Corpus Christi. Yep. Texas. In Tejas. Tejas. So Seven. She says a zip code. But yeah, I, I, I remember that. It down. starts with a seven, I remember. Okay. Uh, so Annie, of course, she Do, needs... Let me ask you this. Huh. Do you think Annie looks like Anne Hathaway? Yeah. As Shirley clearly does. <laughs> yeah, when she said that, I was like, yep, good yeah. comparison. <laughs> Great. They could be sisters in a movie. Yeah. Okay, agreed. Um... She, she Annie starts overthinking it because mm-hmm. she needs this fake ID. She needs, in quotation, this fake ID 
to get into this bar because as we find out hot girls get in with no checks yeah but he should still flash the id the guy didn't even look at it that's true (laughs) (laughs) although um knowing a place like that the bartender wouldn't wouldn't double check it it would just be one check system anyway uh, so yeah, so she she barely even needed it, but she commits to this idea yeah, of being this identity Caroline Decker, yeah, from Corpus uh, Christi, from Corpus Christi. And so she puts on an accent. Yeah. She comes up with a backstory that yeah. she's a drifter <laughs> because uh, I think this is another weird note where Britta explains how her friend had so many IDs. It's like when people are moving out of state, they they her friend didn't. When people are moving out of state, they sell their ID for a quick cash. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that's where Annie gets this idea of, like, oh, she's a drifter. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost thought in this scene when Britta's explaining that, I thought Britta was high. I was like, oh. But then, no, they, that, didn't, that what, didn't happen. Why? She had, like, a, a certain, like, she was looking off in the distance she in the way cool. that she was saying it. Is that <laughs> you really your excuse? <laughs> well, maybe it was in an early draft. She was supposed to be high. And then, and then they, because they, they said they didn't do a uh, table read for this one. Yeah, Maybe at the table true. read, they would have told her, don't be high. I feel like you're, you're some kind of weird super narc. You think everyone looks high all the time. You know? You've said that before. You were, call, you were, you were saying Sam seemed weird when he showed up on Frasier. He, he did. Which I disagree with. When Sam Malone was on Frasier, he was out of sorts. No, he was not. Settle down. <laughs> all right, so Caroline Decker. Yeah. Uh, oh, so this ballroom, uh, they, they said cross streets, third and water. Yeah. And I forgot to look it up and see if those cross streets even exist. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I don't, you don't have to apologize for that. Sorry. I don't think anyone's really. Sorry. Hurting. Sorry. For, the, for that, for the lack of If you're of hurt, send a postcard. <laughs> yeah. Answers on a postcard to shut up Leonard at California.com. Attention. That's Andrew. Email. <laughs> yeah. Care of <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> well, not care of me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they get to the bar. They're in uh, the ballroom. Did you think that that bouncer was Horatio Sands? I thought, no. My immediate thought was, that guy looks like Horatio Sands. Okay, so you thought he looked like him. thought he looked like him. In the commentary, the commentary they, they make joke, the joke. Yeah. And it's actually Joe Nunez. Yes. He does look like Horatio Sands. And I trust... But it's I clearly tr- not him. I trust... Because Event Nicole Brown said Joe Nunez. Yeah. And she's the one to remember everyone's names. Yeah. As this is proved a real, in commentaries past. This is a real Alice and Brianne Hathaway situation, I think. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, this is, and, and there's all, you know, even if this was Horatio Sands, there are two other celebrity celebrities. Yeah. Two other uh, guest yes. stars. Which, which I have written down. Yep. Should we say them now or? Well, I, the next we one. we talk about the IDs? Huh? We talk about the ID check? We did. Uh, Britta does, Britta. Oh, yeah. you, you tell the Britta. Well, Britta makes the whole point of like, you know, the hotter you are, the less they care about the fine, the less they check your ID. And uh, much to her dismay, but also understanding and acceptance, uh, fake Horatio Sands really thoroughly checks her ID, thus implying that she is not hot. He even brings out the, the black light. Yeah. That's intense. That's, that, I've never that seen that. me personally. <laughs> Horatio. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, he rec- he doesn't check Shirley's ID because he recognizes her and yeah. says, welcome back. He says, what's up, Shirley? Yeah. <laughs> she says, you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> then we get in. We meet the bartender. Yep. Who was played by the great Tig Notaro. Yep. I didn't know her at this time. I did. I'm better than you. You have a foolish, a foolish yep. dislike of the Sarah Silverman program. Yeah. Which I do not have. I enjoy that show, and she she was on a few episodes. Well, I in my defense, Mm -hmm. Netflix streaming. Yeah, here's how their streaming is. 
uh, for the Sarah Silverman, they were streaming it. I yeah. don't know if they currently are. Okay. Don't take don't take this as fact now. Yeah. But when I tried to watch the Sarah Silverman program, mm-hmm. I watched the first episode streaming. Yeah. And then I went to go to the second one, and they didn't have the second one streaming. Yeah. They had the third, the fourth, the fifth. So what am I going to do? Gonna not watch in order? Yeah, but you said you didn't like the show. Well, I would have watched the second episode. That's okay. what I'm admitting to you now. Okay. But that first episode really was just like, ooh, I didn't, I couldn't get into it. But I thought, let me give it two or three. Okay. But the second one wasn't even there. So Netflix, what the fuck? So you're blaming Netflix for your bad taste. Well, for me never being able to for have good taste. Incorrect opinions. <laughs> Netflix, stream better things. Hey, man, they got the whole series of Frasier. That's all I need. And cheers. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Tignataro, I even double checked cause I, I recognized her this time. Yeah. I don't know where I've seen her, but I, well, this time I got famous. For yeah. I, I have recognized yeah. her. Having cancer. And, well, good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I double checked cause I thought, is this another Horatio Sands situation? No, that's the real, that's a genuine, uh, issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the right word, but let's just go. What with am it. I looking for? The genuine article. article. There it is. <laughs> Um, so they're they're there. Troy's trying to decide what to get for his first drink. Yes. Uh, Jeff and Berta tell him to get whatever he wants, yep. and then shoot down his first two ideas. Well, he says beer. Yeah, they, and say, they don't say get beer. You've, you've had, had beer. beer. Yeah. Um, and then he says he tells a sad story. Yeah, about, about his uncle his who uncle. meant a lot to him and who drank seven and sevens. Did you write his uncle's name down? I thought Carl. it was Carl. Right. Uh, who drank seven and sevens? Yeah. Britta just says no. Yeah. And then Jeff says it's a high school drink for girls. Yeah. What is the meaning of this? I don't know. I've never had a seven and seven. I enjoy them because would, it's whiskey. You enjoy the high school drinks for girls, though. Yeah. I'll get an apple teeny every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's whiskey. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Listen. I, what is going I on here? I don't have an opinion here. But also, Jeff is you very picky. You talked to Jeff about that shit. Later on, Jeff says the only way to drink whiskey is just straight. Scotch. Or, or uh, yeah, Scott, or with two drops of... Spring water. Spring water. To activate so the flavor. He's just very picky about his, his alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. He just drinks it straight. He never yeah. gets mixed drinks anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I take issue with this. <laughs> okay. You're offended on behalf of the 7-7 seven seven community. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Look, okay, so then uh, Abed has noticed that there's asteroids in this bar. Yep. He goes to play. Yep. When he, he then encounters uh, someone who I admire greatly. Yeah. And who all right-thinking people admire greatly. <coughs> yep. Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. With, um, it's very strange because his mustache is very small. This was the early days of his mustache. <laughs> um. He he shows up and he he's he's very charming. He he's making he's like dropping last uh, Starfighter references mm-hmm. at Abed, uh, which I, I I can't repeat. You haven't seen it? Nope. Oh, it's but good. I got the reference though. I know enough to get the reference. Well, because then he says Abed says the last Starfighter. Nice. Yeah, but I knew that I got it before that. Or uh, did you? I'll did tell you why. Because I'll tell you why. Because The Last Starfighter was parodied on Clerks the Cartoon. Oh, okay. Which I have seen. Okay. Um, it's. Do you want to hear it? So but for, Abed's playing Asteroids and he says, hey, you better be careful. You get this good. They're going to recruit you to shoot the, those, the aliens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear it? So for each... He's very smooth, though. Guest his, star... His attempt to fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Each guest star, I put like a little title for them. So each of these two. So they don't... Well, and Horatio Sands. <laughs> um so Dick, for Tignatara, I just put bartender. Yeah. We never quite learned her name. Paul F. Tompkins, I started with 
Farscape fan. And then we learn his name is Robert. So Farscape fan Robert. And then, and then I thought, well, I should also add that he's gay. So his full title for me is Gay Farscape Fan Robert. Also, I knew his name was Robert because I'm a PFT super yeah. fan and I remembered. But uh, I did write down just a brief descriptor of him uh, that I've just reminded me of what I've already kind of talked about. But my descriptor was just charming gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but then there's also, I also later wrote down gay villain question mark based on his later actions. I'm not sure how, how how we both feel about the way he treats Abed. You really think of him as a villain? Well, let me put it this way. If he was a straight guy doing that to a woman, what would we think of him? Man, you really turned it around, didn't you? Right? <laughs> hashtag not all men. Not, <laughs> Sorry. Not, hashtag not all, or all women. Yeah, well, hashtag yes all Abeds, I think <laughs> is the... <laughs> <laughs> hashtag yes all Abeds. Yeah. Um... That is interesting. He finds out that Abed doesn't have an interest in him sexually, and then he throws a drink on him. Yeah, but I, hmm. but it's funny, right? Like I don't. It is funny. I don't. I I can't. I can't betray the fact that it is funny. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, yeah, if, if that if Abed was a female character who just liked talking about Farscape, and a man threw a drink on her, yeah, that would that would be upsetting. Yes. Uh. Maybe that's what makes it so funny, though, is because it's like a such a, a turnaround. Yeah. Because it's man on man. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I mean, are you saying in a in a gay couple, there's always a man and a woman? No. That wasn't popular at, at Harmontown. That's not at all what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is that this is not great behavior for one person to do to any other person. Okay. Uh, but it's still funny. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not funny either. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that 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 PFT is 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 kind of a villain in this scenario. I, I I would say. Do you think he comes to that bar a lot, or do you think that's like his first time there? It doesn't look like a gay bar. No. Because he seems like he's he's determined. Like once he found somebody to talk to, like that was the guy. Yeah. Like this is something that he's done at at this bar or others just consistently. I think he's just a charming fellow. He sees he sees what he likes. He tries to take it, <laughs> and he thinks that Abed maybe is interested because Abed talks back for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, then, of course, we learn that Abed just likes Farscape. Mm-hmm. And as PFT yells out on the way out, Stargate's better. <laughs> Do you think this was this is of course later because we've jumped ahead a little? But when that line is shouted, it's kind of it's like not on mic. You Do think you think it's that an ADR was situation? Well, I th- I thought it was an improvised situation. Oh, okay. Like as he's walking away, he said it, and the, like there was a weird microphone situation, but he still said it because it was funny. Yeah. And uh, they don't mention it on the commentary whether or not that was scripted. Yeah. And I'd like to think it wasn't because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good line. It's a good, and it's and it and it explains the weird audio situation on it. Yeah. Because it does sound like very different. And you know who loves Stargate. And who was close to Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, not PFT? Mark Evan Jackson. Oh. Uh, of Sparks, Nevada fame. Is a huge Stargate fan. Like, huge. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I have a, a, a note before that. Um, where Annie, when Annie's getting into this lifestyle of being Texan. Yeah. She comes over to the table. Mm-hmm. And she, she brings another round of drinks for everyone. Yeah. And takes the empties. And Jeff says, who the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's such a good, that's such a great Jeff line. Yeah, because he's, he's drunk at this point. He's he's drunk, and Annie is not acting like Annie at no, all. Yeah. So it's just a strange, it must yeah. have been a surreal moment in Jeff's life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I have a note that's about, I forget, about something that Jeff and Troy say about Britta, but I forget what prompted hurricane. it. Hurricane. Yeah. 
She's a hurricane. But I forget what prompted it. What's your note? She's a hurricane. Because the way that Troy says it is like he's into her. Yeah. That's that, that's why I wrote I, was, it down. Wasn't that already like a thing? It was already, this is this, this is just still one of the the very early hints of that. Yeah. Uh, Britta does something, I forget what, and um, Jeff says, that woman is a hurricane. And Troy says, yeah, like he's into it. <laughs> Which is funny. Most of this episode, Troy is just like agreeing with or pretending to understand most of the discussions just yeah. because he thinks that everyone else is so much smarter than him. Yeah. That comes around at the end where he, he, real, he reveals like, he's like, I thought you all were smarter than me, but you're not. Yeah. So that's kind of like a neat, uh, he does that the whole episode. Yeah. There's there's a moment here with Annie, uh, I forget where it comes in, but I had it written down, where she's taught where, uh, um, I've suddenly, Caroline, yeah. uh, is talking about her friend Annie, mm-hmm. who's uh, majoring in healthcare management. Yeah. We've talked we've talked at length in the past about Annie's major and where it went and where it shifted. Yeah. Uh, so we know as of this episode, it is healthcare management. Yeah. As, as of right before second semester of year two. Yeah. It is still healthcare management. Yes. But um, she's questioning it. That's the yes. the point of this. Yes. This monologue dialogue. Yes. <laughs> uh, my next note is about them finding the picture of Shirley. I, I, have the, uh, I had a note around the hurricane moment that okay. I forgot to mention. Because I really liked when Britta gets up right before they call her a hurricane. Mm-hmm. She says, I got to see the, a woman about the female equivalent of a horse. Yeah. She also needs to change the horse. <laughs> it's not just, I got to see a woman about a horse. Yeah. I got to see a woman about a female equivalent of a horse. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Good Britta. Um... Okay, so Shirley? Yeah. Oh, by the way, this whole time Pierce is stuck in the entranceway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, I have a commentary note about that. Yeah, you know, they talk about in this episode they just gave Chevy like physical stuff to do because <laughs> he likes that and that kind of got him out of the way for the mm-hmm. episode. Because he fiddles with the cake, uh, which is really funny. <laughs> fiddling with the cake at the start of the episode. He he's trying to cut it, it and he can't quite cut it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like lifting with like two. He's, he's using like launching mechanisms to get the cake <laughs> yeah. out of the plate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Did, no, I have a, I have, I have a mystery solved. I do too. I wrote that down as well. We yeah. solved. This is a show mystery that we have solved by commentary waiting. mystery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in a previous episode, it was the calligraphy. Yeah, Yvette Nicole was, Brown had mentioned. Wait, was it in cooperative? No, no, no. It was in. No, it was in cooperative calligraphy. The one with the trampoline. No, it was in. The trampoline is where she mentions it because the remote controlled quadricopter. No, no, Andrew. Andrew, you're what? dumb. She she in this episode she specifically says it's in cooperative calligraphy. But yeah, but it, that's because it's controlling Pierce. But okay, let the, first of all let's say what we're talking about. The mystery started. Oh the, yeah, the mystery started in the then. trampoline episode. Oh yeah, because in the commentary for the trampoline episode, uh, Shirley said she couldn't believe that Pierce wasn't controlling the quadricopter quadricopter quadricopter, and then she also couldn't believe the something something about a remote. No, Remember? no. She said in cooperative... You know what? I'm back to my original statement. Okay. She said in cooperative calligraphy... I might agree with you now. She didn't notice Annie's boobs taking the pen. Yeah. And she didn't notice the man with the remote. Okay. You know what? You might be right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting... Because of the quadricopter. That's yeah. where I'm getting a remote There's confused. two remotes at play, and that, it can make it tricky. <laughs> okay. Um, but in, in this commentary, they revealed that the, there's a man off screen with a remote controlling Pierce's wheelchair. Yes. And that is the man you can see briefly in one moment in cooperative calligraphy. And which is odd because they didn't notice it at all while editing it. Yes. It wasn't even like a, well, I guess we got to keep that shot. It yeah. was a didn't even notice. Yeah. And they had, in the commentary, they talk about how they, they at one oh, point. Oh, maybe with that, maybe the, that was in the trampoline episode. We see that at the end. I don't, I don't know for I'm sure when we see this. I'm going to stick to my guns then. But I know that it was cooperative calligraphy when she mentioned that in the commentary. Okay. Well, whatever the case, 
We've solved that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I still kind of want to go back and try and see this. Oh, we'll find it. This remote guy. We'll find it. Um, and I wish that they would give him a line, or give not a line, give him an appearance somehow. Okay. <laughs> just have him crouching in a corner. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. There's a, just while we're on commentary notes. There's the deleted scene. I don't know if you want to talk about the Chang. Yeah. As, just to mention that there's a deleted with scene. Chang with the cake or Chang with as a bathroom attendant. Well, you didn't clearly you didn't watch. No. The only one that actually got filmed was Chang with the cake. I did not watch. I thought I watched them all. I'm a failure. So there's a moment where Chang discovers the cake in the study room and says, Hey, oh, Winger, where's the party? And, and he's like, Nope, we're, we're studying. We're not going to a party. Mm-hmm. And then Chang just says, Cool. And it's heartbroken. No, there's, isn't there one where he, he goes up to the cake and he like takes a piece of it That's and licks the same it? Scene. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. He like, he he's does like a, like a tracker. Yeah, he's, he's like, just still fresh. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's this, when they were originally, they weren't going to do like a bar. They were going to do like a TGI Fridays yeah. uh, restaurant. Called Buckets. Called Buckets, where the signature drink is served in a bucket. Yeah. And there was going to be a moment where Troy goes to the bathroom and the bathroom attendant is Chang yeah. and they just have a silent exchange. Yeah. <laughs> and Troy says nothing. Yeah. I kind of like that. That's pretty good. Uh, Shirley. Now, yeah. can we talk about Shirley? She's ashamed of her past. Yes, because she's got pictures all over this place. She was a regular here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Troy, Britta, and Jeff have found a picture of her. Yep. And they, they expose her, thinking it'll be a fun goof. Yep. And she is not laughing. No. Um, and, and, okay, I want to talk about the timeline of this. Oh. Because we've, we've, we've come into disagreement before on this. Okay. You feel this was solely post andre breaking up depression she came here is what you said last time yes you're trying to make it sound like a one-time event though no i, I no i don't think it was one time okay you yeah. you my problem with you sir this meeting here is wrong you sir were saying it was a one-time event last time we talked about this i feel like it was more than a one-time event i'm saying it's it was even more than a couple times event i'm saying this was a, a long period in her life yeah, well, there was, Here's they mentioned f- in the commentary the she had a monologue that was cut, and, yeah. and uh, Yvette Nicole Brown says something about, oh, it was you know, my husband was was mean to me. And so that that actually really sets it all different, where this was not just after the breakup, but like during. Which is what I posited all along, and you disagree mm-hmm. with me then previously. you were right. Because she also says, I, I, had, I had bad years with a chaser, mm-hmm. which to me suggests that she, this was a several year long period in her life. And in the first episode, she had only she had just recently uh, split up with Andre, mm-hmm. so that the window for that to have only occurred in, in a post breakup depression, a post divorced uh, depression, yeah, I think it's too small. And yep. I think she just had a dark period in her life where she was going to the ballroom every night. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh shoot! Well, I'll never know. Uh. No, it just, it's, uh, oh, because, I mean, I don't know, I was trying to, in my mind, tie it to the whole, um, her being mean as a child to Jeff yeah. thing, but I don't know when she would pick up drinking there. Not that young, but. Yeah. Because hmm. clearly that means that she's lived in that city. Yeah. For a while. Uh, okay. You are right. You had a lucky guess. I had a correct guess. Lucky I had a as the day is long. Correct guess. You were correct. I was correct. <laughs> so let's both be correct. Yeah. And talk about whatever our next note is. Minus L Street equals Red Door. Yeah, well, I knew that. 
I mean, but you know that's just the next plot point okay yeah. we all knew that but i had forgotten how uh, oh oh i wanted to mention in the commentary they uh, right away they say that uh some once i can't remember if it's neil goldman or andy barbara i don't know it must be neil goldman because he he says that they they called this the internet or whatever calls this the unfunny episode yeah which i i put with a question mark because i i recognize that this episode is has less jokes yeah but I think it's just as funny. I agree. And a show needs to have poignant moments for it to be worthwhile. Yeah. And this this was one of their early kind of dark episodes. Yeah. And uh, he's, I remember it must be Neil Goldman, uh, who's an executive producer, mm-hmm. who was on the commentary. Because he says, I blame Andy Bob right? yeah. <laughs> uh who was the writer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's, uh, but it fits. I think it works. Yeah. And I had even forgotten how mad Troy gets when he, he realizes. the red door is the. Is the L Street because it's larger than that? In his yeah. mind, it's 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 also finding out what I said before. He yeah. he realizes he's his... realized that they they don't know so much more than him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a it's a real crazy moment for him. Yeah. Oh, and also there's there's a great I you know you one episode worth of foreshadowing is is not you don't congratulate it for it, but it, it's fun. Where at the beginning Troy says, "Can I drive your car to Jeff?" And yeah. by the end he's driving Jeff's car. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah. Uh. So he gets mad at them. He goes and he takes Annie home. Uh, again, we're seeing. Uh, she says, "I live a few bro- a few blocks from here," mm-hmm. and they point out once again how she lives in a bad neighborhood, mm-hmm. which will pay off again later in season three. Um, so he walks Annie up to her door. Uh, they have a they have a moment. Yeah. Um, and he and this is this is clear that this is a pre Avengers world. Yeah, I wrote this down too. Because uh, Troy says in enlisting the aspects of Annie, he says you really like some guy named Mark Ruffalo. This which is I, I would is not how I would think Troy would feel about him in a post Avengers world. I've done some research here. Okay, do you want to hear this research? It's because this this is why I looked up when the episode aired. So yeah. it aired December second of twenty. Were you trying to figure out when the Mark Ruffalo was announced as? The yes, he was announced July twenty sixth of that year. Yeah. Which I can see why maybe you're not excited about an announcement because you're like, oh well, we'll we'll see how he does, yeah. right? Maybe maybe Troy like me is a big fan of the Ed Norton Hulk, yeah. So he's like a little leery on this yeah. Mark Ruffalo guy. Uh, but then Avengers actually comes out in May of 2012, yeah. And so it's like uh, eventually Troy will know the yes. name Mark Ruffalo. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. I like I like that that reference is like such a specific point in time. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, we're living in, there's a pre and post Avengers world in reference to Mark Ruffalo. Because I remember, I've been, I've been a Ruffalo fan since, since way back. Well, I'd and, say uh, I was a fan of his probably since uh, Eternal Sunshine. I'd say it started with me with Eternal Sunshine and then really firmly solidified with Zodiac, mm. mm-hmm. which was 07. Mm. Uh, but I was a real Ruffalo booster for years. And then uh, he got, he got Avengers and then, and then everyone else came around to our way of thinking. Yeah. Which is great. And uh, and that's in that's in Troy's future. I feel. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, while he's up there, Jeff and Britta start a little little kissy kissy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Five year old. <laughs> they start making out. Yeah. Um, then they realize it's a bad idea and they stop. Mm-hmm. A bad idea, presumably, to do it in front of people is what they're saying because they've done it or before. While they're both drunk. Uh, okay. You know, even if you are, I'd say in their situation, they are hooking up. Yeah. But they both want to make the right, like, they want to be clear-headed while doing it. They don't want to do it in a way where one or both of them afterwards can be like, you know, we're hooking up, but we shouldn't have that time. Yeah. Uh, You should should understand this. (laughs) You with your drunk ethics. Yeah, 
<laughs> don't take advantage of drunk people. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's a weird thing to allude to and mock me on on a public podcast. <laughs> How dare you? While they're making out, uh, Jeff points out that he punches Abed. Yeah. Uh, and Joel McHale in the commentary yeah. points out that Jeff, <laughs> as Jeff, yeah, it's an accidental punch. punch yeah. But uh, you know, Danny Pudi stays in character. Yeah, reacts to it as <laughs> as Abed would. Credit where, yeah, give him some credit here. Pretty good. Um, so Troy gets back in the car. Mm. Uh, almost not immediately, but almost immediately, uh, Abed rats them out and tells them they're <laughs> kissing. And this is it's just a really interesting moment because Jeff gets mad at him for ratting them out. And then Abed quite reasonably, he says, why would you do that? And Abed quite reasonably points out, why would you make out in front of me? I'm not a coat rack. <laughs> I, I just love that, that Jeff and Britta had just assumed that Abed would keep their secret yeah. without even mentioning it to him. And then were angry when he betrayed them, except they Where, never even really made him keep um, secret. At the end, isn't... Isn't later on there's that episode where they reference back that the at St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Abed didn't say anything or something? Well, well, that would have been of that year. That would have been after this. Well, that's event. in the in the they do a clip show where the clips are all made up. Yeah. Um. And and in remembering the clips, Abed. That's when Abed realizes that they've been hooking up on the regular. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I think this is just one of the many clues that leads to that realization eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's some unnamed thing at the St. Patrick's Day incident that helped him realize that. <laughs> uh, my next note is about the tag. I ain't got no more notes. You don't have any tag notes? I mean, I know. I mean, the tag was there. Uncle Rusty's, I know, was a thing. Yeah, Uncle Rusty's t-shirt, yeah. which was... A uh, burger place from Fluffy Town. The dropped reference. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy that it came back. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, uh, Abed puts on the last one, and they say 157 well, the, shirts. The tag is that uh, Troy is trying to set a world record for shirts worn at one time. Yeah, but he didn't take a cell phone out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then also, do you, would you count this the, as a reference to friends yeah no really unless you can prove to me it was revenge driven <laughs> okay i need i need to, to more specifically mimic the friend scenario where um joe <laughs> so yep. let's walk through this yep <laughs> so joey was it? mad at chandler yeah this was the one where i don't remember the exact title but ross has some event at eight yep and everyone is is, is not getting ready yep uh chandler is sitting in a chair uh, does not want to get up because he knows Joey will take the chair. Yep. So um, he, he when he finally does go to change, he takes the cushions with him. Yes. Um, I forget how it ends with why. Because in Joey's mind, wearing all of Chandler's clothes is the opposite of something. What is it? But I forget what Chandler did that it's supposed to be the opposite of. Is Chandler wearing Joey's tux? Underwear? No. I forget what it is. But somehow, when yeah, Joey's, he is doing. He's like the opposite of whatever you're doing is I'm wearing all your clothes. Yeah, and which <laughs> I remember Chandler says that's so not the opposite. <laughs> yeah, uh, but of course he he's wearing all of Chandler's clothes uh, and going commando. That was that factored in <laughs> definitely <laughs> that he did. was going commando, and that's why there was some peril where Joey needed underwear. Yeah, because he couldn't because he couldn't go commando in a rent tux. He can't go. Com- that <laughs> yes, was part of it. That's that. It's good um, logic. Um, but I, I, I can't remember exactly how it ended up with, with Joey needing to, cha- to put on all of Chandler's clothes, but he did, went commando, and then did lunges and, and uttered the famous line, could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Great American television. Yeah. I uh, would, for a theoretical CFL, I would not count this, though. Okay. 
plugs? Yeah, plugs. <laughs> oh, I had another. I'm sorry. One last commentary note. Shirley makes use of the term blotto. Yeah. And I, that just delighted me. Okay. That that's what Yvette Nicole Brown calls drunk. Blotto. Blotto. Yeah. That's, I don't even know, remember where I've heard that word first. Might have been Simpsons, because yeah. Otto gets blotto. <laughs> All right. Plugs. Uh, plugs. For men. Hair, Hair plugs, for, plugs men. for men. We're not just the president. We're members. Good. That's not true. That's Hair Club, though. Okay. And also, I don't know how it's not. I mean, all right. Plugs. <laughs> I do another podcast called Nerds I View. NEV. And you should check it out. It's uh, nevpodcast.com or benvnetwork.com slash nev. It's myself internet. and other others. Join me to talk about films. Talking about movies. A little bit TV as well, but mostly, mostly television. Because uh, every episode we review a new in theaters film. Talking about Snowpiercer. We did. We did an episode about Snowpiercer last week. Next week, we're going to handle Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Monkeys, but not really, because they're apes. And so I got a little sing-song. You, know <laughs> you want to guess who's going to be there with us? John Lithgow. No. To talk about how angry he is that he's not in this film. Well, he died. Did he die? Oh, yes. Did he officially die? James Franco went to his funeral. I, I don't remember that part. Yeah. Uh, and he murdered him, kind of. Franco didn't murder him. He gave him the stuff that murders well, humans but that, yeah. unintentionally. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. I'm not saying on purpose. Yeah, but it was that's still... called manslaughter. Oh, it's he manslaughtered him. Yeah, that doesn't sound as good. It doesn't sell papers. <laughs> I gotta sell these papes. Justin's gonna be with us next week. Anyway, he could come he's back Mr. as a ghost. He's Mr. Apes. Oh, Justin Keyzone. Yeah, he's been doing. If you what, what's his Twitter? Do you know his Twitter? Is it just at Justin Keyzone? Just, just. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought I could pull it. He's been tweeting and Facebooking about the apes. He's been watching all the, the oldies yeah. leading up to this new film. Yeah. You know? And I say good. I'm, and also, he's a writer at I, Agents of Guard. Yeah. That's agentsofguard.com. And you can find writings from both myself and Matt Benson there. Yeah, we're there. We are writers. We're doing things. We're reserve agents, as they say. Yeah, that's what they call us. Among other things. <laughs> <laughs> so please check that out. Uh, the podcast, Nerds Eye View. <laughs> the website, Agents of Guard. The person, Justin Keyson. I try I'm trying to get his Twitter Oh there it is at just it is just at Justin Keyson. Okay. To plug uh, that. So do all of those things. Do you want me to plug a thing for you? What are you plugging for me? You were on Comic Nerd Unite. I was on Comic Nerd Unite. I thought you might forget it with your pantheon of other podcasts I you plug. Plugged it. Listen, shut up. <laughs> I was on the most recent episode of Comic Nerd Unite. We talked about Rocket Raccoon. Uh, he just had a new issue number one. It's very good. Uh, check that out. The, both the comic and the podcast we did about the comic, both uh, and the eventual movie, both I think you will find enjoyable. Um, apologies for the dog barking. I'd like to plug this dog's hole, <laughs> and by which I mean mouth. Um, go to BenviewNetwork.com. Check out all my shows there. They are as follows: Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show. They're all on BenviewNetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow the show on Twitter. It is at ShutUpLenPod. You can uh, write us an email at ShutUpLeonardPodcast.com. And uh, yeah, do, do all of those things. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network.
You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.